This is KF4VT. Welcome back. Today we have another message from Brother David Keene, pastor of Clarkson Baptist Church. I'm very thankful for so many things, but I am most thankful of all for Jesus saving my soul, for blessing me with such a wonderful life, for giving me the husband that he has given me for us to serve and love the Lord together and in ministry together, which is such a blessing. I thank you for our beautiful, healthy family and all of the little ones that are running around. Um, I thank you that our family has grown and continues to grow and blesses us with more children to love on. I'm so thankful for our church family, how everyone is mission-minded, how we serve the Lord together and do for others before ourselves. And I love that. I love that, that there's projects and things that people come up with every single week to do for someone else. And I just love it. And I'm so thankful to be a part of it. God is good. Good morning, Broadhead. Um, the rest of the crew was not going to have sitting down doing this video, so it's just us and Daddy is at work. So, um, I thought about all week what I was thankful for to keep this at a bare minimum of one minute, and it's, it's hard. Like, it's super hard. But I'm, I'm thankful for about four things. One being salvation. I'm definitely thankful for that, and I'm thankful for God's grace. I think the biggest thing would be forgiveness. In life, we make so many mistakes, so forgiveness is very crucial. I think in life. Um, and I'm thankful for my husband and my baby. <sighs> I love my husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, my family, my mommy, and my brothers, and my friends, and my toys, and me, and just everything I like, and Jesus. And, and Jesus keeps us safe so bad. <laughs> okay, well, I tried to make this short and sweet, so. I hope you guys love it. Say bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs> you know, Thanksgiving is a time when most people just try to remember to give thanks. But you know why? I'm fine, boy. I'm scared. But, you know, uh, I try to remember, thank God, every morning for just letting me wake up and enjoy the new day and thank Him for the day. I thank Him uh, for so much that He's blessed me with. He's blessed us all with a good country. And He has uh, given us freedom. It means people don't have. And uh, I'd like to thank him for my friends and thank him for my family. Uh, thank him for my good wife, my children, my grands. And I guess uh, uh, would like to say and thank him for just letting all them love uh, Jesus and have Jesus in their life. Uh, most 
side of rotten souls like me. Thank you, and you have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Thank you. Hey, everybody. It's family. Just wanted to say that I'm thankful uh, that my family is saved, and I'm thankful for such a loving church family, and I'm very thankful that God gives us second chances in life. He's always there to forgive us. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm thankful that that God just loves us so much. I'm thankful for my family, my job. It's been a, a tough year, but He has seen us through and kept us safe, and I'm so thankful for that. And uh, I'm just, I'm thankful that even when the world and Satan tells us that we're not worthy, that we know because of, we belong to him that we are worthy. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for God blessing us with food and water and a roof over our heads. And I'm thankful for my family who provided us. We're the Hendrick family. I'm Lauren. This is Paul, Cash, Brindley, Gabby. Lakin, Mason, Brennan, and we have Tyler, Baby, Paul, and Papa. And we're here to tell you what we're thankful for this year. Um, I'm thankful for salvation. I'm thankful for God's love, mercy, grace. Um, I'm thankful for my husband and all of our kids and grandkids. And I'm thankful for our church family and friends. We just have a lot to be thankful for. I'm thankful for our church. Thankful for my family, my children, my grandchildren. Thankful for our pastor, some of his good class. Thankful for salvation, most of all. The grace that God has given us. church family y'all have gone above and beyond and showed us love encouragement and given us your prayers and for that i thank you hey everybody the faces just want to come on and give you a little short video about what we're thankful for yes we are thankful for our family and specifically our church family we love all of you we do appreciate everything that you do to support us and we're so thankful that we have the opportunity to celebrate Thanksgiving and most of all to celebrate Jesus' love and the fact that he sent his own side to come and die for us. I'm thankful for the Christmas season because it's Jesus Christ's birthday. I'm thankful for church and family and family that we love. I'm thankful for my family because it's even safe and I'm scared that I'm always with you. I'm thankful for our great neighbors and a loving church family that um, helps us and is always there for us whenever we need. And I'm thankful for these girls and my family and um, the time that we can worship and celebrate together. Thank you. 
And I'm so thankful that people shared. I'm telling you what, it's good, isn't it? It's good that they shared. I'm glad we had that opportunity to... Uh, I'm going to tell you, that's some blessings right there. It's just, uh, uh, it is good to be thankful. Glad we can be thankful like that. I'd like to share what I'm thankful for. Uh, just thankful for God saving me, like Robert said, this old poor wretched uh, soul that he saved. Uh, and he saw something that, nothing, that nobody else would. He saved me. I didn't save myself. He saved me. I'm thankful for God saving my soul. And I'm thankful that God uses me somehow, form or fashion. If I will follow Him, trust Him, He's going to use me. If I count on Him, listen to Him, He'll use me. I'm thankful for but uh, I'm thankful for my Christian parents. Uh, but I do know that not everybody had that blessing. So I'm so thankful for that, that God gave me some roots way back uh, that the generation and generations love the Lord and I do realize that not everybody has that I understand that so I am thankful for that and do not take that for granted uh, that Christian heritage I'm thankful that in my life when I asked God as a 15 year old uh, to give me a godly beautiful wife he did that later on uh, so I'm thankful for that one that is with me in ministry. I'm thankful for my family, my girls, and and all their family. Thankful for that. I'm um, thankful for a lot of things. Thankful for this church that, uh, like we we come and watch this church and saw that, like Kim said, you know, they're so busy doing things. I said, that's the church we need to be involved in. That's what we need to be a part of. I'm thankful for this church. Uh, don't slow up, folks. Don't slack off a little bit. Uh, God wants you to be busy doing His work. We've got to be safe doing it, but we've got to be busy doing His work. And you listen to God always. Listen to Him uh, and see what He's trying to tell us as a, a church, as family, as individuals. So uh, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm thankful for all that. Uh, today we're going to be talking about be the one. We're talking about being thankful. If you'll turn to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. And we're going to look at uh, chapter, uh, verse 11, and begin right there. It may say 2011. Uh, so we're going to look at this verse of Scripture. Today we're going to be talking about be the one. Be the one that's thankful. And we're going to look at these verse by verse, but I'd like to read all of it and then come back. And then we'll come back to verse 11. <laughs> It says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of the Samaria and Galilee, that as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there 
not any found who return to give glory to God except this foreigner. And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now I want to tell you what a great story and probably no greater story in the Bible about being thankful for what God has done. God healed them. Jesus healed the lepers. I mean, think about leprosy. Think about how bad it is. And if you look at what it is, and it's a thing we don't deal with much now. But in that day and time, they did. We're dealing with other things like coronavirus. We're dealing with cancer. We're dealing with a lot of other things. God heals them too. But I want to tell you what he was, uh, what, what happened there in that day and time about leprosy. Leprosy was one that the joints, it would affect the joints and it would, uh, joints would fall off their rot. I mean, it was ugly. And it was believed to be very contagious, so they had to stay away from everybody. We don't know anything about quarantine. They knew about quarantine. They were called unclean, unclean. So all these ten, they were there and they were in a place and they were hurting and they were away from their families. Jesus came along and made a difference. The same way in our lives today. We may not have had leprosy, but if you've been saved, Jesus came along and made a difference. He made a difference in my life when I accepted Him as Lord and Savior. And I want to tell you, it changed my life. I look at things different than I used to. I can't get comfortable in sin. I hate sin, whether it's yours or mine. I do sin. I fall, I stumble, you do too. We can't get comfortable if Jesus has changed us. Be the one. Be the one. I want us to look at the first verse. And I want us to look at these kind of verse by verse. Be the one. In verse uh, 11, it says, Now as, as it happened, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria, Samaria, Samaria and Galilee. Uh, does the other verse on there too? Or is that the, the verse 12? Okay. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. Be the one that can be like Jesus. I want to tell you in them two verses what it says is Jesus was going about his life. He's going about what he was supposed to do. And the thing about you and me, we may be going in a direction, we may be maybe heading toward retirement, we may be heading toward work, we may be heading toward school. No matter where you are, be the one that's like Jesus that notices someone that's hurting. That notices that someone is in bad shape. Be the one that can be like Jesus. We always say, I want to be like Jesus, but do we really want to be like Jesus? Jesus in his every days of where he was going, he got stopped along the way a lot of times for blind men, lame men, uh, people that were hurting, blood issues. It, it didn't matter. Jesus may have been going somewhere else. But his eyes and heart was always open to make a difference in somebody else's life. Be the one that's like Jesus. 
that notices when a person is hurting or people are hurting. And not only that, be ready to make a difference as Jesus did. No matter what it is. An encouraging word. Some giving of money. Some touching of lives. To have a listening ear be like Jesus to make a difference. No matter where you're going. What stage of life you're in. Be the one that is like Jesus. Be the one that makes a difference. You may not have the ability to heal. But let me tell you what you do have. If you're one of his children, you've got connections to the one that can heal. And that's good. You can pray. And you can ask God to heal. Be the one like Jesus. I'd like to look a little further as they look at another verse. Be the one. In verse 13. Verse 13, it says, And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Be the one. Be the one who cries out, Have mercy upon us. Be the one that realizes there's a problem. Be the one when it's time for you to cry out, I need mercy. We need mercy. We look around in our world, we look around in our country, we look around in our community. Be the one that cries out, Lord, give us mercy. Have mercy on us. We do not deserve it, but have mercy on us if we understand what mercy is. Mercy is the grace of God that we do not deserve. We deserve punishment. We deserve death. We deserve all the evil of the world. We do. But mercy is when Jesus says, not today, I love you. Yeah, you deserve it. But that mercy and forgiveness, that mercy from God, is what you're getting. And some of us can give testimonies on that too. How I deserved a lot worse the things I did, the way I traveled, the wrong turns I made, the mistakes I did, even things that just happened to me. I didn't deserve any better. But God's mercy was real. Jesus' mercy was real. We need to be the one that cries out, Have mercy on us! Oh, they were hurting. We're in a place that knows how we're hurting. Some of you are hurting inside. Oh, we covered up good. We're so prideful, we covered up good. But we get to the point we need to be the one that says, Lord, have mercy on us. Be the one that says and cries out, have mercy on us. The one that's hurting and can be honest. I haven't got it figured out. I am hurting. The people around me are hurting. I can't fix it. All I can do is cry out with a broken heart. Have mercy on us. Be the one that can do that. Be the one that can honestly do that. Understand that God is the only way out of this situation. He is my only help. He is my only one that that can give me my needs. Be the one 
as a member of this world, as a member of this nation, as a child of God, we need to be the one that says, have mercy on us all. I'd like to look at verse 14. Verse 14, it says, So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. So it was as they went, they were cleansed. Be the one that's obedient. Be the one that's obedient. Listening to God. Oh, we've cried out, have mercy on us. Oh, there's something you need to hear. If we're going to have, have mercy on us, if we're going to speak that, we're going to be the one, we need to be the one that's obedient and listening to His voice. What does He say now? Does He say, follow me? Does He say, go serve? Does He say, go give? You know what He told these lepers? He said, what I want you to do is go to the priest. Wait a minute. Maybe we've heard stories of you. Maybe we've heard these stories of you, how you heal. And you tell us to go to the priest. Let me tell you, they didn't need the priest. But that's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. Uh, we noticed some other times in the Bible that Jesus said, follow me. That didn't make sense to the disciples. But I'm going to do it. Uh, Jesus told Peter and when he's walking on water, he said, come. That didn't make sense, but he tried. Be the one that is obedient to God. Even how strange it sounds. Don't you imagine that Abraham in his time be the one that's obedient? You mean you want me to take this precious son that we waited so long for that you gave me to take it up on a hill and, and, and to kill him? You, you mean you want me to sacrifice him? Be the one that's obedient to God even when it's not easy. Listen to his voice. Know it's his voice. Oh, you're going to know his voice. The closer you are to him, the better you hear him. Be the one that's obedient. They said as they went, as they were obedient, on their way to the priest, on their way it says they were cleansed. They didn't get to the priest. It had nothing to do with the priest except being obedient. They may want to share to the priest. They may want to tell what God has done for them, what Jesus did on this road, what Jesus did for me. But it's being obedient to God. They were cleansed in the process. When we start being obedient to God, when we start listening to Him, that's when we're going to be cleansed. When we start trying to hang on to things, God probably never tells you, you hang on to your past. You hang on to the hurt. You hang on to this. You hang on to it tightly. God probably never says that. He probably says, let go and let me have control. Walk with me. Talk with me. Trust me. God is speaking every day. To trust me. To love me. To walk with me. To serve me. When we're obedient to God, that's when the healing's coming. That's when the healing's coming to you and to your family, to the community, to the church, to the country. 
When we start being obedient to him, look at our country, would you, for a minute. I want to tell you as a whole, do you see obedience to God? I don't. Even to the faithful. Even to the church people. Do we see obedience to God? Oh no, we want to do it our way. And if it gets a little shaky at church and we uh, things are not going, but we, we hit out the door. Be the one that is obedient to God no matter what. Be the one that's listening for Him. That's listening to His voice. And I want to tell you, you know how it's His voice? You know how you know it's His voice? If it matches up with His Word. His voice will never go against His Word. Oh, I want you to be richer, and I want you to be richer, and I want you to, be, to do this, and I want, you to, I want you to have everything going for you, everything going smooth, I want you to do this. Well, God may bless you that way, and I hope that's good. That's good. Sometimes He does. But sometimes it doesn't go that way. Be the one that's obedient to God. And compare what you're hearing inside to know it's the voice of God. Compare that to His Word. If it doesn't match His Word, it's not God's voice. You're listening to the wrong voice. Be careful. Be obedient to what God is telling you. Sometimes He wants you to step out of the water. Sometimes He wants you to go up on the mountain. Sometimes He wants you to face the giant. But He's going to be there. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. Be the one that is obedient. I want us to look a little further as we go down this Scripture. I'm having a good time. I don't know about you, but God's speaking to me. Uh, in verse 15 and 16, I want you to listen to this one. This is where we're coming. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. Verse 16, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan. Amen. Be the one that is grateful. Be the one that is so thankful for all that God has done for you. Oh yeah, we like to show the pictures of our family and how beautiful they are. But somewhere in the process... You better be thankful for what God has given you. All oh, the cute pictures, the trophies, and the deer you killed, and all that. But we better be grateful for what God has did. What God has done. I'll be the one that is grateful. This one leper was healed, and he was changed. It made a difference in him. He didn't run to his family. He ran to God's Son. And he fell on his feet and he loudly glorified God. I mean, there was excitement. He didn't kind of timidly walk around and say, Well, thank you, or send him a little note. He made it clear. Thank you, God, for healing me. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for making me whole. Thank you. He fell on his feet. He didn't make any bones about it. It didn't matter who was around. I want to thank Jesus for saving my soul. I want to thank Jesus for my family. I want to thank Jesus for being there and never leaving me or forsaking me. I want to thank Jesus for
for giving me another start. I want to thank Jesus for healing my leprosy. I want to thank Jesus for keeping me safe in all this horrible time. I want to thank Jesus for what he's going to do that I ain't figured out yet. I want to thank Jesus for what he's going to do tomorrow. He's got it all figured out already. God's still in control and God's got this still. God is good. And this one that was healed by Jesus this one that was healed by Jesus had to say something. Oh, he had to say something. It was there. He had to say something. He had to say thank you. He had to glorify God. He had to be physical. He had to not whisper enough. He had to fall on his face. Oh, be the one that is grateful. That is truly grateful. Oh, a lot of times we got a list of complaints and problems and little pains and little uh, things that are going wrong in our life and we've got a list. God, here's what I want to give you. Here's the list I've got for you to fix. But God wants us to be thankful. It's His will that we're thankful. We need to be grateful for what God has done for us. We need to be grateful what God's got planned for us. We ain't got a clue. All we have to do is trust Him and understand that He's in control of this. No matter what it is in our church, our community, our country, our family, our individual self, we've got to trust God in all of this. I am grateful for what He's going to do. Oh, it may not be easy. I may sink in the water a little bit. But I'm going to be grateful that I can cry out to Him, have mercy, and He'll pick me up. I'm thankful that my God's like that. Be the one that is grateful. But you know, well, I don't think we put this, these, these verses on there, 17 and 18. But I want to mention this a little bit. It says, So Jesus answered and said, Were there not... Ten cleansed, but where are the nine? He, he says, was there not ten that I healed? Now I want to tell you this thing where Jesus is not confused about this. Uh, Jesus was not asking this question uh, because I'm confused. Because Jesus is God's son and he knows everything. He knows all. He wanted to make the point is, uh, where are the other nine? He wanted to let that one come in. He said, that I do know. Where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? Where are the ungrateful? Where are the ones? And he already knew the answer. They're not here. They're not here at all. He says, were there not any found to return to give glory to God except this foreigner? Are you the only one that would come and say thanks? I wonder if God is looking down at us now. He says, you know, we have some people that will say thank you. And that will give glory to God. And it doesn't matter who says or what says. They will have the opportunity to just say thank you. But where are the other nine? Where are their other nine? Are they just assuming? Are they just accepting the gift and running along? 
Is that what some of us are doing in our lives? That God has blessed us, God has healed us, God has saved us, and we just keep going on in life as normal like we deserved it. Well, I've worked hard for what I've got. I've, I've, I've done this and I've worked hard and, and, and I've been careful with my money and I've been careful with this and I've done this and I work so many hours a week. I want to tell you, uh, there, there is a, a Greek or Hebrew word for that. It's baloney. God has given you what you got. He has given you the family. He has given you the health. He has given you, and maybe your health is not as good as it used to be. Who's it? But I want to tell you, what God has given you, you better be thankful. You better be grateful for the blessing He gives you. Head can take it away. I want you to get on to the last verse here. To be the one that faith has made them whole. And He said to him, Arise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now I want to notice something about what that says there. To be the one that your faith makes you well. He says, your faith has made you well. My faith has made me well? It's not your faith in yourself. It's not your faith in your family. They're going to all let you down. It's not your faith in your finance or your bank account. It's your faith in me. Jesus said, your faith in me is what made you well. It's what's going to keep you well. Now, I don't know the story of the other nine. I don't know the story of the other nine. But this is what I believe. I believe on this one right here. This guy had, this guy had a life and a testimony to share. I don't know about the other nine. But I want to tell you, God was going to use this man. God was going to use this one. Oh, his troubles and trials weren't always over in this world, I'm sure. But I want to tell you, he had a story to tell. I bet he never quit telling it. Because he was thankful. He was thankful for what God had done for him. Are you thankful? Are you, do you have the faith that he did? Faith in us, I'm going to thank God no matter what. I'm going to thank Him no matter what. The ups and downs, the tomorrows, the yesterdays, the todays, I'm going to thank Him. Be the one that your faith makes you well. You know, it was your faith. Let's go back to the day. If you're a child of God, let's go back to the moment. If you're like me, you can't name that exact hour and that date and everything, but I know when it was. Let's go back to that moment when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and says, I don't understand all this, but I ask you to forgive me and I want Jesus to come into my heart and to live with me. I want Jesus to save my soul. I want Jesus in my heart. Maybe you can remember that day. Well, I want to tell you what saved you. Is Jesus saved you, but it was your faith in Jesus that saved you. It was you trusting that he said what he said was true. He saved you. But it was your faith in him that saved you.
wasn't your faith in anything else, a church or a preacher or anything else. It was your faith in Him is what made you well. It's what made this leper well. Be the one that is grateful. Be the one that has faith in God. Be the one that trusts Him wholly. Be the one that says, have mercy on me. Have mercy on us. Be the one that is grateful for what God can and will and has done for you. Be the one that is grateful no matter what the future looks like. Be the one that your faith has made you well. Be the one that is grateful. Let's all stand. You can find more of David King's messages on the Clarkson Baptist Church Facebook page or YouTube channel.